0: Hello, and welcome to Endurance Minded, the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, very happy to welcome back Celine Yeager. Um, Celine has been a guest on the show before, uh, and I'm always uh, happy to welcome her back. Um, this is a, this is an episode that I really encourage everyone to set aside some time and listen from start to finish. There is uh, a ton of content here. Uh, we cover a lot of different topics. Um, Celine's depth and breadth of knowledge is, uh, is, is massive. Um, and we tap into lots of different, um, areas, uh, of that knowledge base. um, we pull a lot of her uh, questions or a lot of the conversation that we have is, uh, is based on her latest podcast endeavor, which is called Hit Play, Not Pause. Um, I would strongly encourage everyone to add that to your playlist. Um, she, uh, she focuses on helping um, maturing female athletes navigate uh, menopause uh, and how that impacts their ability to uh, to reach their full potential, and the uh, the conversations that she's having on that show are um, are so important. Um, and really, regardless of how you identify, it's something that I would uh, encourage everyone to uh, to tap into and uh, and make that a part of your um, of your learning experience because she is uh, she's doing great work on that show. So because I feel so strongly about that work, I use that as a guiding force for the conversation that we have. And um, we, uh, we, we jump into and out of um, very um, female-specific topics, which I think are super important, often underserved, often misunderstood. Um, and so especially if you are um, a female listening to this show, um, this is one that you should, should listen to. But again, regardless of how you identify, please stick around. There are, there are takeaways um, and some really, really great um, uh, great topics for, uh, for everyone, um, because, um, Celine has so much to offer and so much to give to every conversation. So too much to list out, but a few of the highlights include, um, heavy strength training, um, uh, the role that that should play for endurance athletes, how we should wait, um, and think about that strength training, Uh, some of the science uh, behind that heavy strength work, specifically low reps, high weight uh, compound movements. So very, very classic uh, strength training that is often underserved or underrepresented um, in the endurance sports space. Um, We talk about Some of the nuances behind navigating the marketing in the endurance sports space. How do you know what's right? What's wrong? What's good for you when it comes to supplements, uh, training approaches, nutrition plans, uh, the list goes on and on and that's very hard and can be very challenging for people to know, um, what bandwagon they should jump on, uh, what they should stay away from, what they can trust, what they shouldn't trust. Um, we talk about that at length. Um, we talk about the role of acceptance, um, and how working to maximize your potential for where you're at in your life is so important. Not looking back, don't chase what you used to be, uh, how fast you used to be, how strong you used to be. Um, we're all aging. And so understanding, um, how that aging process works, how we need to adapt and evolve as athletes, as individuals, how our approaches need to adapt and evolve. Um, that's important. Uh, and that can be a really pivotal transition for so many athletes. Um, we talk about uh, just the role of, of wisdom and athletic maturity uh, tying back to that aging athlete um, and how you know, wisdom can often trump fitness. Um, and, and it's OK that we might not be as fast, but we certainly can be smarter than we were um, uh, in our, in our past, um, past life or, uh, in our, uh, earlier, uh, career as an athlete. So, so, so many topics, uh, again, too much to outline. This is one that I, I, I really am excited, uh, to, to put out and, uh, and give to our listeners because, um, again, Celine's just such a, uh, such a force and, uh, check out our podcast again, hit play, not pause. And, uh, as always, please rate, subscribe, share this podcast, Endurance Minded. Um, That is what keeps us alive. That's important to podcasts. I know you hear it with every episode you listen to, every podcast you listen to, but I'll keep saying it because it's important. Uh, It means a lot. Um, uh, All the ratings Reviews. I can't thank you guys enough. We've been getting some great ones over the last several episodes, and uh, I encourage you to please keep them coming. Means a lot to me. Means a lot to our listeners. Allows the podcast to get in front of more people, um, so we can have great conversations with uh, highly revered experts like Celine. So, thanks again for listening. Please enjoy my conversation with Celine Yeager. Hey, Celine. Welcome to the show. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm so good. Um, so uh, how uh, you know? First things first. How uh, are you stoked to be racing again, back to back it's at it? So after, nice uh, <laughs> after everything say? we went through last you know, year.
1: Like, it's funny because I I really you know last year was bizarre as it was for everybody, but you know we 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 wrote a lot. Like I explored par- places in Pennsylvania that. I've never ridden, so it was kind. Of, it was kind of cool, honestly. You know, in that way. Um, but you know, I rode with the same couple of people the whole time. You know, we didn't we didn't do much else, and and we just got back to a couple of of kind of bigger events, and it was just it was so nice. I didn't. I I forgot how how nice it is just to hang out with so many people in the community and not be like trying to stay away from them or covering your face or all that stuff. It was just, uh, it was really nice. Yeah.
0: Right. Do you have to like shift your mindset at all? You know, it feels like you said, it's kind of weird to get back and, you know, so long that we spent like in this kind of protective space. And like you said, you know, you take all these precautions and different things. Like, did it feel like you, you kind of had to like get your, you know, like race chops back, you know, that's, I feel like that's been like a little bit of a sentiment, you know, everybody's like a little rusty and you're kind of like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta step it up a little bit or I kind of got to get that fight back in me. Cause you're just, you know, we were all just kind of doing our thing. So I don't know. Did you feel that? Or were you like chomping at the bit? Yeah. And- yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. I, um, I, 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 I was, ang- I was anxious and excited to be there, but the race face has not come along yet. <laughs> like it's just, you know, I still sort of was in the, in the more, uh, I'm going to ride hard, but I'm not. Yeah. I mean, and, and I don't know. I'll just let that come naturally. I think, Yeah, you know, I think right. I'll let that, I mean, it was yeah, good I to think- ride hard and stuff, but I just didn't, it wasn't the same as, as, as before. And yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that evolves. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I, it, it
0: felt pretty, uh, I, you know for me, I was like, oh, I kind of got, I got really, I got really comfortable, you know, kind of just like settling in, you know, like, and, and, and yep. riding with people that I, <laughs> riding with people I was close to, running with people I was cl- like, you know, and there's like a lot pressure went away. Yeah. And, and, and that not, is not necessarily a yep. good thing from like a fitness perspective, but I was very like comfortable in that space. And, and it's hard to get out of that. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm like. I don't know. It felt really cozy there after a while. And it still does. You know, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I, I'm like you. I'm like, yeah, it is. I, 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 I want to push it. But I it I'm like, Oh, well, you know, it's it's also okay. Like, I'm gonna let it come. So no, I think that's, that sentiment feels yeah. like, uh,
1: you feel like yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah. And I think that after, you know, I, and I've heard this from a few people, and I feel like That's okay. You know, we all had to use up a whole lot of willpower last year for other things, right? You know, to get through what we got through. It took more energy out of us than I think a lot of us are giving it credit for. You know, it was psychological energy. You know, we had to like jump through all these hoops just to get groceries. And like, there was all this stuff. So I'm just not about to beat up my brain because it doesn't want to like, get quite into race pace right now, you know, or or, like fight for a position and something like I, I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with letting it, you know, just come back because I have just used up a whole lot of psychological energy um, on other things. So,
0: yeah, that's such a great point. You know, I think we have to remind ourselves and I'm in this camp as well, I think along with everybody else, but that they're, I mean, you know, the, yeah, the, the trauma of, of, you know, kind of the collective experience is very real. And, and that takes, that yep. took a lot of energy and it takes time to come out of and, and, it, you know, and the pace of that, uh, and the timing, that's different for everyone. And, you know, cause I athlete, you know, we beat ourselves yeah. up a lot, right. Or, you know, we get hard on ourselves if, if we're not like raring to go on the first race, right. Or the first opportunity. And I'm like, man, there's been a lot, yeah. There's like a lot of water under the bridge, right? Like we're very different people now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. So I'm so yep. happy. I'm so happy you say that because I, I think that's such a good thing for people to hear. I mean, again, myself included, but I've had that conversation with. And that's OK. Right.
1: It doesn't mean you don't, you're don't. you not a less of an athlete or that you shouldn't line up or, you know, just like get back out there. I get right. that that's OK. And just enjoy your experience. Enjoy your day. And like right. let it come. You know, sure. it will come.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the enjoyment piece, yeah. right? Like, let less, less we forget, like, why we're doing it in the first place, right? Like, <laughs> like if you got to enjoy it, or you know, or at least Amen try to, to. that. I mean, have have fun and use it as a springboard to yeah. get excited, and yeah, if that's all that comes of it, like that's yeah. a win, you know. Um, cool. Well, I I want to talk about so I um you host a podcast called Hit Play Not Pause. And uh, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. First off, congratulations! Thank you. It's it's amazing. It's geared uh it's geared towards towards women, but I I don't I I'm as invested as as anyone could be. I think it's fantastic. Um, and so for anyone listening, um, I don't care you know how you identify. Like everyone should listen to uh to the podcast. Um, but you you talk about so many great things, and I've been listening to it, and you have so many great guests. Uh, many of which they're books that I I've read and I've, you know, so there's been a lot of like convergence, which has been really cool for me. So um, there's lots of things that I, that have just like, you know, once you and I decided we were going to do the, uh, the podcast we had you on, you were on, you know, a year or more ago. Um, yeah. Again, we're, we're just very different. There's a lot that's happened. And, uh, so I'm excited to, this is a little bit of a divergence, I think, from, you know, what we talked about last time. Um, and so I'm just going to kind of dive in. There's, there's a few topics that I just, I, I am excited okay. to, to get your take on. And the first is, um, I could go in any order, but the thing that I, um, I want to talk about, uh, heavy strength training for women, um, mm-hmm. and get your take mm-hmm. on that. Cause that's a very, um, correct me if i'm wrong it feels like we're getting some traction there like as a as an industry as a community of athletes Mm -hmm. women are starting to understand the. but it's it's still not it's not you know we're still kind of fighting right like as a coach you know i'm like hey like come on like let's 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 lift heavy and so i don't know like what's your um what what role does it play why why do why do why does anybody need to do it but why should women do it you know and and specifically specifically lift lift heavy right loaded strength work so lift not heavy. necessarily yes. a, a, a burpee but a deadlift or something right
1: right right oh i love deadlifts um you know it is so so we we preach this all the time and it's so so important for women and the further along into your athletic career you get, the more important it gets at, because for hormonal reasons, you know, like I talk about on the show, and it comes up on the show all the time, that once women, once their hormones start to fluctuate and decline, and that can happen in the late 30s, you know, it definitely happens once you get into the 40s, um, you lose the stimulus for contractile strength. And you start losing muscle synthesis, right? You start losing, and you start losing muscle. Like that's, that is your engine. That is your strength. And, you know, oh man, we have been fighting and fighting and fighting this whole idea of that lifting heavy is for meatheads and it's for bulking up. And it's it, it, it's kind of, I, I, if there was one thing I would want to tell everybody in the audience, it's like when you lift heavy, that's not about getting big muscles, it's about getting strong muscles. Yes. Like it's actually the way that world skinny world tour riders lift, mm-hmm. you know, five reps, five, and they do that because they don't want excess hypertrophy, mm-hmm. right? Like that's what I think everybody's concerned about. They're concerned, like, oh, I don't want those big muscles because they're endurance athletes, right? And I get it. You know, I we under we we've been you know we we understand that we're a power to weight sport. Muscle is power too, by the way, but that you don't necessarily want to look like a bodybuilder or feel like a bodybuilder because you are climbing hills you're running a long way you're doing all this stuff right but when you lift heavy specifically heavy you are getting that really strong stimulus you know for your central nervous system to it makes you more efficient which is really important in our sport and it builds strength it's not like it's not the same as like when you're doing higher reps and breaking down your muscle fibers that's actually where you're talking about hypertrophy, you know? So with people who are out there doing like all these repetitions, you know, when they're okay with that, like, let, let's, you already do that. You're already on your bike, like, you know, like right. you need heavy strength. I could go on all day, but I think I've answered your question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, it's so like, I, I, I yeah, I, I could too. Cause I, there's such um I mean, there's just so much misinformation and it's gotten misconstrued and like specific To endurance Mm -hmm. athletes, there has been somewhere in the literature and the marketing, there's been a divide that that you know that that's not the way. There's no value there for for endurance athletes, and then more specifically, there's more there's not value, or it's detrimental to you know the, the you know specific to to women and and their you know body shape and body image. And I'm like, well, that's not no. Like to your point, I'm like. Yeah, like right. What's wrong? What's wrong with being strong, right? Isn't that what we're all going for? Like, if you want to be an athlete, be a strong athlete, right? Like, yes. and the way to do that is to have strong muscles. Um, what? And, and yeah. I've heard you talk and about deadlifts. This.
1: Honestly, make me feel. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. Sorry, deadlifts. Because I love deadlifts too. So. Oh no! I was just going to about- say,
1: <laughs> deadlifts make me feel like I have another gear. Uh, have another gear on my bike. Yeah. Like they don't. You know, they 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 make your muscles. They give you that really strong full body stimulus, and it's just when you are pressing on the pedals going up I feel like I have just that torque you know that right I don't know any other way to get that especially as you get older but anyway go ahead
0: well that's exactly what I was going to say actually that's perfect because I I think that and you answered the question but you know what's your take on there's a direct correlation between heavy strength work and the power that you're able to have in your sport, specifically on the bike. And there, for some reason too, that feels like there's been that, that, that hasn't, that link isn't always clear, right? That like, if you want to yeah have a stronger pedal stroke, if you want not have oh. more power, you have stronger muscles. So h- how has that manifested itself for you specific to your own experience or, you know, with just like what you've seen with athletes?
1: Yeah. And the literature is pretty clear right now, actually. I mean, you can find some good studies on specifically heavy and heavy and explosive resistance training on younger and older. Most of it was done in men, you know, but there's some research finally coming out with women that even when they replaced some of their endurance training with heavy resistance training, they improved their times, you know, on the bike. And that's efficiency, right, is everything like mm-hmm. how much how much power you can produce for less energy that's that's when that wins races that's what gets you up the hills like that that is a really big deal and economy efficiency when you lift heavy, your muscles just work better in concert, and you have more muscles at your disposal. You have more muscle right. fibers alive, ready sitting there on call you know so it's and so if you have more ready, then you have more to take you up the hill. You know what I mean? Like you just have like more muscles to take you up that hill. It's it's, there's a direct correlation to it. Yeah. And I feel yeah. that I feel that when I, when I get in there and start like, especially uh, gravel, you know, and places where you need that, that power, you know, because you're, you're trying to negotiate a bigger gear through rougher terrain, mountain biking for sure. But you know, gravel is not that far away from it. Sometimes sure. um, makes a huge difference. Yeah.
0: Man, all right, hallelujah! I just wanted to get that out there because I'm like, I just think it's uh, again, you know, it, yeah. it still it still feels like still still feels like a fight in some circles, and I and I don't know why. Like you said, like the literature is there. We know, you know, I
1: I get it's frustrated. Getting better,
0: yeah, it yeah. is for sure. You're right, and there's like some very clear um, information out there now, but you know, it's still hard to. You know that's the thing that like athletes pass on, right? Still, they're like, well, that's not you know the highest and best use of my time. I'm like, I I would argue the opposite, right? Like if you're gonna do something, like <laughs> you, I'd rather you. Strengthen- I would argue the
1: opposite. Yeah, especially recreational athletes. But I mean, even look at the court Kate Courtney's of the world. Right. You know, she's in there like deadlifting, and 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 there's a reason for that. She's not a giant woman, right? But she's a powerful woman. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's where that that's where that comes from. Yeah, and I I totally agree with you. Instead of I don't like the term junk miles cuz I think anytime you're on your bike it's not junk. But but it but if you are short on time, especially like during the week, getting into the gym and doing like a couple sets of heavy deadlifts is going to pay out dividends for you. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to just riding around, you know, just getting out to yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, for people that are short on time like you said, like you know, if you have six hours a week to, tr- to train, like for your, you know, if the goal is biggest bang for your buck to your point, you know, so- like an easy spin, like soft pedaling. It's great. I mean, there's mental, you know, gains there. Like, you know, if it helps you, you know, if that's what you need for the day, but yeah, I mean, if you like want to make an impact, like go do deadlifts, <laughs> um, which I, yeah. yeah. I think and is that's good up. for your head too. You'll feel really good. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel better after, like, after a hard, uh, like, uh strength session than I do oftentimes after like the same intensity endurance exercise. Like there's some I mean it's just like you said there's so much muscle rec- yeah. recruitment and so much like focus and energy to like move that especially compound movements like a deadlift or a back squat or you know um like Olympic lifts. Yeah. And yeah I'm like I you get like addicted to it. You know you're like, well I gotta I gotta do that again. You're buzzing you know? from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um So I, one of my favorite episodes, I'm going to keep referencing the podcast because again, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a fan and that's what's, what's, uh, cued me to think about all these different things, uh, specific to our conversation. So one of my favorite episodes was, um, you, uh, you interviewed, I don't think it was that long ago, um, Dr. Uh, Jen Gunter, who is, uh, uh, an amazing, um, Mm -hmm. uh, person in, in a variety of capacities, but some of the things you guys talked about, one of the things I thought was really interesting, um, is you guys mentioned, um, or you started talking about, uh, bioidentical um, uh, components for like hormones. hormones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, and that's something that, you know, I, I guess, you know, where my head went, you know, there's so much kind of fad marketing type information (laughs) uh and like it's so pervasive in in like you know our collective space and athletes are getting pulled in all these different directions and and it's and this feels like a like a version or this feels like that's what that is right and she gave like a fantastic we won't Mm -hmm. have to rehash the whole thing but i i would like like what's what's the specific to the bioidentical stuff or or just in general like how do we navigate the marketing side of things to understand like how to identify what's best for our bodies, Wh- whether that be specific to, you know, uh, women and hormones or just all the other like oh, BS, boy. right. That's out there. I don't know. Like, cause it, you yeah. guys did a great job. Like, I mean, it was like, this is right. This is wrong. Like, I don't know. Like what's your, I don't know. How, how do we navigate that? Yeah, I mean, that? it's what's your so
1: hard. I have these, I have these conversations almost daily, quite honestly, what I think, what I really liked that she said about bioidentical hormones, because I, I keep looking at them and researching them and like all the really trusted experts I've talked to on them say the same thing. They're like, it's ridiculous. And, and often um, the problem with bioidentical to, to So just to back up, if people don't know what we're talking about, like bioidentical hormones is just sort of a fancy way of saying, Hormone therapy that is coming from a "quote unquote" natural source, as opposed to a hormone synthesized "quote unquote" in a lab, right? So there's things like wild yams, soybeans. You know, they have different estrogenic properties in them. So, but to be clear, there is nobody grinding wild yams in their in the in a back room making these supposedly natural things. They are just as synthesized, and they are just as processed as anything else. And the problem is they're often not regulated. So you don't know what you're getting. You know, you could get different levels of estrogen from one compound to another. And that's problematic. Because it's kind of really hard to dial in hormone therapy to begin with, you know, when you do know exactly what's in it. So if it's if you don't know what's in it, that's a huge problem. It's it's a huge problem. And there's pharmacies that are selling them and doctors that are sort of saying, Oh, we'll do your hormone testing. But the problem is with, with women, especially when they're going into their 40s, and the hormones start fluctuating, I could do a test on somebody at two o'clock, and then at four o'clock, and they'd have different numbers, you know, like, so it's just it's not. So that's what that's what she was referring to there. And yeah, the supplement industry. uh, yeah, sports supplements, my Lord, right? I mean, it's, it's so hard to know, because we're always being marketed to and everybody makes it sound like the greatest thing ever. And I think that, You know, there's some things like when it sounds too good to be true, it is always period. And, you know, you can do some research now on compounds. Like if you're interested in something like rhodiola or beetroot or ashwagandha, you know, the things that you might be seeing, you know, go to the Internet and like try to find, go to a consumer reports, go somewhere, see if they have third party lab testing, see if they're safe for sport. You know, there's a lot of certifications you can look at at least. And, you know, examine.com is a good resource for supplements particularly. You know, they go in and they do they 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 boil it down and and look through the literature to see if there is any research on it. So I just I just really really encourage people to take that extra step. Because my god, you could go on Amazon and buy all kinds of crap that doesn't even have what it says on it in right. the bottle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're it's, I mean, that's such great advice because we, you know, we want to maximize our potential and our time. And, and so with that in mind, you know, it's easy, it can be easy to like jump on a, you know, bandwagon or whatever you want to call it that, that promises, you know, some edge or some ability to, you know, kind of ring out whatever potential you have right. You know, in a, in a given day or with a bout of exercise or training stress or whatever. But, um, yeah and so you know that the the bioidentical piece and what you guys were talking about I, I thought that was what that led me to think about was um, I mean it's a little tangential but this like I'm, I'm curious what your um, it, it led me to think about the role of like acceptance in, in athletes right because I think what what mm. happens so often as all of us age, is that we fight to get back to a place mm-hmm. that we once were, or that we feel like we mm-hmm. should be, mm-hmm. and versus mm-hmm. understanding what our body needs, where we're at mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, hormonally, and then working to 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 maximize that body and that potential versus going back in time to some you know version of so so what what's that. I don't know what's like what's that acceptance piece uh what role does that play what value do you feel like that kind of internal dialogue has specific to athletes as we as we yeah. all get older and we're all trying to, to to stay at it but but it changes right it has to change that's what bodies 100 you know, percent changes yeah so yeah what's yeah. what's that what's that yeah. look and feel like
1: that's an interesting question and i think about that a lot yeah. um, You know, there's two components to that, you know, especially I I speak to a, a female audience. So, you know, when they're going through that fluctuation, the menopausal transition, whatever you want to call it, there can be some really disruptive symptoms that are not related to aging, right? So you can have like terrible sleep disruption, hot flashes, panic attacks, the list is like three dozen long. If that is really disrupting your life, then yes, you know, work with your medical provider and get some hormone therapy just to smooth out that transition. But the interesting thing is, and there's just studies came out last week on on women's brains and, and this, that the body does adapt to be used to this state that you're going to be in with less of these hormones. So if you keep putting in hormones after a certain point, it looks like, you know, it, it might be detrimental even, right? You know, so that's why it's important to work with work with your, with your doctor. And that's, that's part of that, that process that you're talking about is that I do think that, you know, looking at yourself, at your new self, you can't go backwards and, you know, you're going to everybody, you're not going to keep getting faster until the end of the line. We know that. So it's a matter of setting new goals for yourself, finding what excites you instead of maybe going back to the same race that you keep comparing your older, your newer self to your older self. You know what I mean? I think that that can be problematic. Like Mm -hmm. people who do the same things over and over and then they're hung up because they're not as fast as they used to be. And they keep comparing their, their new times to their old times. And that's not fair. Um, Why don't you try finding something new and exciting, you know, that you haven't done before. So you're not going to have that, that same comparison for yourself. And, You know, it's sure it's fair to try to find ways to optimize your current physiology, right? Lifting heavy optimizes your current physiology, you know, and certainly there might be some supplementation. You know, some people find, you know, CBD is anti-inflammatory. And for some people that can help. There's more inflammation as you age. So taking like something that is pretty well researched and not harmful, you know, to sort of manage those things. A hundred percent, like that makes sense to me, but but trying to, you know, going into the low T store and trying to get a bunch of testosterone, I you know, I'm not sure. Like I, those are all these lines that we have to figure out. But I, but I do think that making peace with your current self and and appreciating your current self, and I find like the wisdom I have, knowing how to race a race, knowing how to take care of myself not wigging out when things go wrong, knowing how to pace myself. There's a lot that that happens with experience that beats your younger self. You know and and like appreciating that. And and again, I can't emphasize enough like finding things that are engaging to you now instead of trying to cover the same ground. I think is really important. That's just my personal yeah. philosophy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll take, I always say, you know, I'll take wisdom over energy any day, right? <laughs> I'd rather, uh, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather be a little smarter than a little faster. You know, I think at the end that I end up, it ends up equaling the same time. You know, I just have to ex- expend my uh, yeah. less energy. Um, so for, because like you said, you, you do speak specific to, to you know, you speak to a uh, primarily female audience, maybe with, you know, I'm in there, but <laughs> um what um? Oh, no,
1: you're not the only guy. There's a, there's quite a few I see.
0: I know. I actually, yeah, I read the comments. I saw there was like there's people that are like, I'm a guy, like, and I still love your, you know, whatever So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've
1: a few of those, so it's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what's your? Yeah. But specific to women, and specific to to uh women that are you know, aging women, or that are in that, you know, premenopausal mm-hmm. or or menopausal or post. What's your, mm-hmm. like. What's your advice? I guess for because you know, again, like with my coach hat on, you know, we're working with a lot of women in that space trying to maximize their potential while they're navigating these very real, um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: these very real, you know, uh, I don't want to say barriers, but you know, you know, speed bumps, right? Things are happening that are that are are causing them. To you said, you know, sleep less and their recovery, you know, time is, you know, different and how they come into and out of workouts. And so what's your, what's your advice for those women or, or, you know, how do we, um, you know, specifically like, how do I, as a guy help women understand how to find that acceptance piece without while also still being excited about their sport and engaging and, you know, setting expectations that are, that are exciting and fun, you know, cause you don't want to like just lower the bar. Right. Cause I feel like yeah. sometimes that's what happens. You're like, well, no, like let's still totally. push and like, let's, let's be a badass, but we got to figure yeah. out a way to do that within your boundaries. So, um, yeah. Like how, how does, how do you, yeah. What's that, what's that look like for you? You know, are your advice to, the, I ha- to those I individuals? I have a big
1: thought on that. Um, ba- based on, um, I don't know if you listened to the podcast with Julie Young yet, but that's mm-hmm. a good one to listen to. She's a coach and she races still. And, you know, I really appreciated her insights. And she talks, she talked a lot about exactly what you're saying. And one of the ways to get over those speed bumps most smoothly is to look at them as just that. So if you have a crappy week, you have a crappy week. That doesn't mean that you can't come back and hit it really hard. And, and, but, but just like just having that conversation without making that conversation spiral into something that it's not, you know, because that literally does, it burns energy it makes things worse. It, it causes more anxiety that is unnecessary. Like if you have are in like a, a little bumpy place switch up the schedule, work around it, and hit it when you're feeling bad. Be- and you will feel better, you know? So hit it harder when you feel better. Like, because women do do better with high intensity, you know, with the more polarized training at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: really emphasizing the hard, hard stuff and the low, low stuff with a little less time in that kind of hard. Because that mm-hmm. kind of hard sometimes just makes them more tired. You know, it, like, they're already in, like, this state of... Higher cortisol higher inflammation, less sleep, so bringing it up and hitting it really hard and then truly 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 respecting that recovery are essential and then just being flexible without being without worrying about it you know I, I think that those components are super super helpful yeah
0: I'm so glad you mentioned I, I think that like that anxiety Piece where you know when you it is so easy to yeah you know, it's so easy to get trapped in or stuck or you know caught in that that just negative feedback loop where you have a bad day or a couple days or a bad week and then you you know it's only natural but you you know and then you're like oh I, I bet net next week is going to be bad too like I bet I'm never going to be it right. you know and then that weighs you down and then you you bring that to the bike or the run or the swim or whatever you're doing and then that is kind of mm-hmm. the self fulfilling you know. Uh, you know thing as well where you're just if you come with that energy it's going to be hard to break out of that so I, I yeah you know to your point like if you can just be and like the
1: research is the research yeah. supports that like i actually just had a conversation i have so many conversations i don't remember who it was for but there were several i've had recently on how useful cognitive behavioral therapy is for these women on so many fronts um and all cognitive behavioral therapy does is that. It helps you it, like, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and you it helps you train your brain to not be like, I'm screwed. This is over, tomorrow's gonna be tra-. Like it helps you just sort of like be like, okay, you know, this is okay. I'm gonna and it just like reframes everything. So you're not in that state that loop that you talked about. And it like menopausal symptoms like like it's amazing what it does across the spectrum and it really is just because your brain is is the master control center up there right so right. it helping reframe things and helping your brain communicate with your body and like everything like lowering the temperature of the room really helps yeah really helps and it's not right. just yeah i mean it, it, i can't say it enough yeah what i mean i i think that's
0: so often like I I you know I mean that's why this podcast exists because I, you know I'm like it's in your head right like the things that really keep us from our full potential as athletes is not uh, the fact that we're not doing enough workouts right like that that's not like right. you know we're, we're going to assume <laughs> right. yeah you're doing you're working hard like it's fine right like you you got that part at least to to you know some degree so you know is that does that feel like for you that like cognitive uh piece and specifically like, um, you know, I think about like putting together a team as an athlete, right? So it's not just, it's not just the athlete and the coach. It's, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a village, right? It's your dietitian. It's your yeah. PT. It's your, does that, does that cognitive behavioral therapist, is that, is that in that team for you? Like, does that feel like a critical piece of the puzzle for, for, you know, not all athletes, but it, you know. Vital,
1: yeah, or at least just some, you know, spend a little time with headspace or something. And like, if you're having right. trouble with your anxiety, like that, that should be one of the top pieces of your training regimen. Honestly, is working between your ears because it really will make all the other pieces fall into place better. You're eating, you're sleeping, you're training, um, managing the stress and the anxiety and the, the, all those thought processes and the spirals is huge. It's huge. I, I, it can't it can't be understated um, or overstated, I should say for, for all of those things. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't have to be like you don't have to hire another coach. I mean, there's a lot of apps out there that sure. you can do and, and and what it does, like just spending some time in that literally in that headspace, helps you get into that headspace more readily. And that's that's what the research is finding, right? So if I take 10 minutes every afternoon and I like get myself into that headspace, when I lay down at night and want to get into that headspace, my brain gets in there quicker. I fall asleep more quickly. When I'm on a race line and like I'm losing, you know, that that I'm all nervous and stuff. Like it just, It it's training your brain. Like it's helping you get to that place more readily. But that takes practice. It's like anything else. Like you wouldn't just go into the gym and load up that bar and just be like, I'm going to do 500 pounds on the deadlift today. Like you have to, you have to like get up to that, right? And how do you do that? The same way we do everything, but we just don't appreciate the power of like spending that time to train our brain, to get into that parasympathetic drive, to get into that place that we need, you know, to be calm and to, it, it's, it really is everything.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like, and I would be curious if you like so much of that work and I agree, like it's vital uh, as vital as any of the other components of the work that we try to do to, you know, better ourselves. So much of it though is um, if you can start to identify and you touched on this, like if you can start to identify those, the triggers, right? Like we don't know if we haven't spent time in that space or, or in that kind of department, we don't, know what our triggers are we don't know when we're going into that space or when it's going to be set off or how it gets set off do you is that is that kind of the goal for you is like and it sounds like maybe you were getting you know you touched on that but like understanding what it looks and feels like so that you can proactively kind of cut it off at the pass you know so maybe it's it's not necessarily to a, to a about like, yeah
1: yeah yeah i don't know what i just i, yeah, I think no, about I I try to do that on my bike, honestly. Hmm. Like I try to like the hardest place for me to do that is when, you know, sometimes you're, you're in a race situation and you're having a bad moment. It's real easy to get emotional about that bad moment and send yourself backwards,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Like to just turn that bad moment into like, wow, I really suck. Why do I suck? Maybe I suck, you know, who knows? And then all of a sudden, like you're, you're using all this emotional energy and you're getting it, it and it triggers all kinds of stuff that you don't need in that moment to be fast, you know, or to, to be strong. And to just like, it helps you to, you know, now if I have practiced getting my head away from that spiral, I can get out of that spiral in that place. You know, so at this point, I kind of know what my triggers are, it just helps me not go straight down the rabbit hole, you know, or like into the tornado, it helps me sort of like pull back, and be like, okay, okay, Celine, like, Cut it out. You know, this is where we're at. What do you need? What do you need to do? And, and it's, it, it's just, it makes, it makes you much more productive when you could be in that emotional, you know, downward spiral. Right.
0: I kind of, I mean, that ties into, you you know, back to just like being, you know, kind of maturity as an athlete too. That feels, that's one of the, just the, you know, I feel like such a, it's such an important skill to garner as you, you know, as your athletic identity matures is to just understand how to process information in real time to keep moving forward. (laughs) Whether it's a race or just a day or a a whatever you're doing, you are you know, like it it happens all the time. Like I went out the other day, just like run down my road and it was hotter than I thought it was going to be. And I like Got in yep. this totally negative. I mean, I was out for like a f- hour run, you know. Yep. And I was just like, "You need to walk this uh, like, and, you know, and it's." I, but of course, you're like, "Get it totally. you, know? you just slow down for a second, pull back. So yeah, I mean, I think that's that like cumulative skill set feels like such a valuable thing, right? We think about like fitness, but there's there's like mental fitness, right? Or there's like emotional fitness. Oh, for everything you're, like, you're able to, yeah, you're able yeah. to like weather these storms. Um, yeah, Yeah, when that things been... go bad at work,
1: or things go bad with your, you know, like you, it, it transcends everything, you know, it just permeates your life. Right. Has that been, I mean, you've been an athlete a long time, you know, has that
0: been one of the things mm-hmm. that you've like appreciated the, the most is, is, or, you know, or, or, how have you appreciated that evolution yourself? Just like
1: knowing that
0: it, you have the tools I appreciate it a lot. Yeah.
1: yeah. I appreciate it a lot. It is, it is, uh. It helps, you know, it helps me going full circle to what we started with. It helps me enjoy the process more, you know, and it, and it helps me like, which is, it's just some point is everything. We're not ultimately enjoying what we're doing. Then what are we doing? You know? So it it does help me stay out of those. And I, you know, I can get into like a real negative loop. I I have a pro card at it. You know, I'm a catastrophic thinker. So it's, it, (laughs) and it just helps me enjoy like, the, the process and the, the event and all of it much more and it and it's it's way more productive you know and, and like that stuff happens like i just had this like i was at um grit uh rothrock grit which was in the middle you know central pa and it was like the first hot event you know it was in mid 80s 7500 feet of climbing over 70 miles a hard event and Uh, Sometimes my stomach is not cooperative when it's hot like that, you know, and I it started going south and I was just like, you've been here, you know, like my first instinct was, oh, no, this is going to be terrible. You know, like I just started sort of like (laughs) plummeting mentally. I was like, all right, what do you need to take care of this? You've been here before. And I just started problem solving, you know, Mm -hmm. and like and it it helped me get through it feel better as opposed to like what would have happened before like maybe i should stop maybe what you know like all that other you know i was able to push all that aside and just be like okay what do you need to take care of this situation you've been here before right
0: uh so yeah i mean that's you know those skills (laughs) that's that's what it's all about you know for sure um what it really
1: is especially endurance events you need to yeah go ahead
0: right I know. I I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I've said this all over the place, but I'm like, you know, that really, I always think about like the training aspect and, you know, just the evolution of being an athlete is like what we're really doing in a sense, or maybe just very directly is that we're building, like we're building a toolbox. We're giving you experiences. If you go out for a bike ride and that's a training ride, well, the, the, you know, the, the effect of that is that you've had experiences that you can draw from some other time that you know and there's just a cumulative aspect of that like every time you do a thing Mm -hmm. you have some experiences where then the next time that thing happens or something similar to that thing you know you've been there before and and so there's just some of that is just you just gotta you gotta have a lot of experiences right you just gotta do it a lot
1: that's why i was working with a guy a few years ago who He would quit every single time like things went south. He would just pull out. And I was like, there was there was an event. I'm like, you are do not DNF unless you are bleeding from your neck. Like, do not because you have to get through it so you can build on that. Because if Mm -hmm. if what your brain tells you at at those points is it's time to pull the plug, you're never going to you're never going to get past it. You know, it's just really important. It's important to like push, you know, not to danger, obviously, but it's, you can suffer through a lot and take care of yourself. But it's important to do it because of what you said. Because then next time, like like me on that, you know, in that event, I'm like, oh, I, I know this, you know, I, and I know what I what to do, and I know it's not the end of the world. I'll get through it, and right, just problem yeah. solve. Switch right? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's so
0: good. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you don't want to. It's it's yeah. I, I, I mean, it's easier to 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 not have that experience. I mean, that's the real like you're fighting. You're like you know, it's you're kind of fighting like evolution, right? It's like fight or flight. Your body's yeah. like your body's like I don't want this thing. I want to run from it. And you're like you need it. I'm gonna keep putting, You know, it's just like real yep. juxtaposition where you're yeah. you know you, we've been programmed to be like this is hard. You should move away from this. And but you need that experience so that the next time it doesn't feel as bad. But it. That's a, that's a hard exactly. thing for, um, you know, newer or less mature, however you want to, you know, like you just got to do it and you got to kind of have some shitty times to know when it, you know, so that it's not going to be, it's not going to happen all the time. Right. Like you're never, you're not always going to feel that right, bad, totally. but, but you gotta, I love that you just like, you got to finish, <laughs> like, you know, like that's your, just, yeah, just you just keep gotta going. Finish. yeah that's awesome.
1: Well, it's sort of um, like that maxim. I mean, you know, Rebecca Rush said it to me, and I she somebody said it to her in in events like that. No matter how good you feel or how bad you feel, it won't last. And I right. I keep that in my head all the time because it's easy when you feel good to be like, "I am gonna break the course record today," and you know, get a, <laughs> get ahead of yourself. Right. And you know, the, the other thing is like, I am this is terrible. I am never gonna finish and and quit. So just like not thinking, like just staying within yourself on either end anyway. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> switch gears a little bit. I, I, one
0: of the, another like thing that, you know, kind of seed that was planted in my mind when I was, uh, lis- reading and listening to some of your stuff was, um, I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, one of the, one of the kind of, I don't know, mantras or things that, you know, are recurring in, in kind of endurance sports is, You know, there's a little bit of like a, sometimes like a one size fits all, um, you know, back to this kind of marketing thing. It's like, Hey, you know, you -hmm. could, you know, you could name any number of things like 12 weeks to increase your FTP. Here's how, you know, this is what it looks like every single time. Um, (laughs) And, or it's nutrition, right? Name a diet that, you know, says you're going to, you know, it's going to maximize your potential, whatever the, whatever the genre is. I think that there's just, I see it, you know, and you see it too. I'm sure it's like, And you're like, so I, I, one, that's, that doesn't, I don't, you know, I don't agree with that. Right. Like the pursuit of athleticism, the pursuit of your full potential is a very, you know, truly individualized experience and, and, you know, how we, what -hmm. that looks and feels like for every athlete, I think should be different. That's part of the experience, uh, to truly enjoy it. But, um, how should, how should athletes, so if we say that's not the case, we want to get away from that, you know, one size mm-hmm. fits all. What are some of the things, and specific to specific to women, um, what should athletes, you know, where should they turn from like a training and nutrition perspective? You know, what are some of the markers or some of the, the areas where uh, women, again, who are, you know, in some form of menopausal state – should think about how they can do things differently to to make that experience individualized you know because i you just see it you know it's unfortunate because they're like oh i'm gonna do this nutrition thing and it doesn't fit their body and they don't feel good like i'm gonna do this training thing and and that doesn't feel good and so you know it's so so their experience is wholly not complete or not fulfilling because they're trying to do something that was You know, either not based in science or written for a twenty-year-old, right? And that's not the same thing. So, I I, yeah, I'm just or or men
1: like we talk about that with with intermittent fasting all the time, right? Like all the time because the research on all of those glowing benefits of intermittent fasting is done on men, and when you look at the research on women, they don't do well. Our hormonal system is different. Like even when they've looked at like pre-diabetic women, they they lean more towards diabetes when they do it. Like we have we have different survival mechanisms, you know. Like as women, so it's really important that you don't look at this, you know. And I and I tell people like, and it's hard, but more women are now picking up that they need to find resources that address them specifically as women. Like and it can be like someone like you who is like coming at them saying, Hey, I understand that, you know, as a woman, you might need different blah, 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 but you need to be able to see those cues that somebody has actually thought about you as a woman. And, you know, and then if you're a older woman, that's a different picture too. I've, I can't tell you how many 50 year old women I'm like, you please help me find a coach just because they, you know, they're working with these, like you said, these paradigms that were developed for 25 year old men. You know, and it's it's just like a whole, it, 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 that's not going to translate. And then you're going to feel like a failure, you know? So like you you need to find someone who listens to you and who has some semblance of understanding, you know, like those, just at the bare minimum, those two things are really important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's, that's the disappointment for me. Like it's just as a, someone who, you know, has a vested interest in people's Experience with their sport is like you said. Then they, 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 they fail or they feel like they failed, and then that really ruins or or right. detracts from their experience as an athlete. And you know, and and the experience of being an athlete is one of the best, you know, and like the most fulfilling things that if it's something that you want to mm-hmm. pursue, the most fulfilling thing you can you can be a part of. So yeah, I just get I get frustrated, you know, when you not, you know, not people that I'm like directly working with, but you just see it out where, you know, where women are like, you know, I'm just done. Like, I I guess I can't run or I guess I can't, I guess I'm just not meant to experience this thing. And I'm like, no, I bet that's not it. (laughs) Like, like you are, you just gotta, you gotta fine tune your, you know, find, find, like you said, find somebody who knows what's going on and, and, you know, and, and work to, to figure out what that, needs to or should look and feel like for that individual um
1: yeah yeah. those resources are out there you know we have a we have a facebook group for the podcast that you know hit play not pause it's a private facebook group which just means we keep trolls out but you know like a community of women like that is so valuable because so many they they come in and they ask these questions they're like how can i find this or i'm experiencing this has anyone experienced this and then you have this community that is helping you right you know that they're they've been through a lot of it. And that, again, like that, that is enormously helpful.
0: Sure. Yeah. So much of it is just not feeling like you're alone. You know, like you, when you've, when you've pursued something that doesn't work for you and then you're confused as to why you've failed, even though it was not designed for you, again, insert training protocol, nutrition, diet, whatever, all these things. So yeah, I mean, if you could just find a sounding board, you know, or or community that can help you sort through that, and so and and then tell you, hopefully, you know, hey, that's you're not broken. It's just like you just it's just not you know this wasn't designed for you, right? Yeah, Um, that's awesome. Well, that's what I really
1: liked about the guest this week on the on the show, Dr. Vonda Wright. You know, she's an orthopedic surgeon, and she talks all about that. Like a lot of you know women, like they think. It's all, it's all over because their joints hurt, but it's really like there are nutritional things and training things they can do muscularly to like make them feel better and they can still run, you know, but it's right. very easy if you feel alone, you know, to be like, well, I guess I'm done. I hear that yeah. a lot.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, And I've, I've seen it too. Like we've had you know over the years i've talked to plenty of athletes who like come like is it, like you know a last ditch they're like i don't know you know what to do and you know and then if we like actually pay attention to them as an individual you're like no you're not you're not broken you're just you're just a different person right like you're you're different than the person beside you right running or riding and you just need to address that and you just need to address that you know and, and figure out what that needs to look and feel like yep um in that same vein and you got i forget uh um you had talked about, I uh, forget the episode, but um, specific to kind of like finding what works for you and knowing your body. I want to talk about intuitive eating because you had talked about that on one of your oh, podcast yeah. episodes. And I'm such a big that was the episode.
1: Well, it was, it was screw diet culture, is what it was. Oh <laughs> yeah. right,
0: well, okay. Yeah, all right. I, I thought that's I thought that's what it was, but I I was like, well, maybe I'm confusing it. Um, so I'm such a, like I love I love the top. I love I love just everything that stands for like at tc like our dietitian on our team is an intuitive eating counselor like that's how we come at helping Mm -hmm. athletes with this you know with the nutrition diet their relationship Mm -hmm. with food we don't start you know don't start with a meal plan like start with your your relationship um but like what's that what's your experience with intuitive eating like why does that resonate why is it, why is it helpful? What, and I mean, there's, there's a lot there, I know, but I just, I mean, I just want your, cause it doesn't get talked about uh, enough, you know, like, I mean, there's literature out there, but again, like, right. There's lots of, here's your 12 week meal plan. And I'm like, well, in what, like for who, right. Yep. <laughs> um, who, 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 who is that servicing? Right. Um, so yeah, what's your, what, what's, yeah. what's your vibe on intuitive eating?
1: Oh boy. I think I, I am a huge fan of it. And I'm a huge proponent of it. I mean, I, I have been very open, you know, about my own eating disorder in the past and disordered eating in the past. And I'm far from alone and, you know, in, in the athletic space, Um, you know, we get, and, and and athletes are real susceptible to it because we sort of train ourselves to overlook our cues. Right. Sometimes Mm -hmm. like we pushing through pain or, you know, all that stuff. So we, we sort of, like, as much as we associate with our bodies, sometimes we disassociate with our bodies. And mm. we have this idea that we want to, like, mold them and force them to to do whatever. But not eating enough is, like, the number one issue that we see. Low energy availability, which leads to relative energy deficiency in sport, right? That's so common, especially in women. And when women get to this point where the hormones start fluctuating, the body image, or body composition starts changing and their body image starts changing the first thing they want to do is eat less like this is the first thing they go to and that has the opposite effect of what they want especially at this age like their body is then going to hold on to weight it's it's good it's it's a disaster so i mean i and i am speaking from someone who has done just that and now i am so many times, like I worked with, you know, Stacy Sims who I who I wrote Roar with and I worked with a bunch of people and she'd have me write down what I was eating. She's like, You see you're really hungry there, right? You see what you're what like when you went into the kitchen with a spoon and you ate half a jar of Nutella, why what was you know, like did you really want that Nutella or were you just starving? You know, I'm like, I was really hungry, you know, like, so why were you really hungry? Well, because I didn't eat earlier before my ride because I wanted to burn more fat, like whatever, you know, so it was like really just learning my behaviors and listening and not being afraid of carbs because we got so afraid of carbs and, um and just like, what do I need? You know, like, and once you really tune into yourself and you feel so much better, you perform so much better in a fed state, you perform so much better (laughs) in a fed state with, with, with you know with fuel like once you learn that like the, the, you actually do fall into like a a better healthier performance and body composition and it's and you're not doing all this disordered stuff like going into the kitchen at mid, like with a spoon and just being like i need something because you're just like all out of whack you right know, it, it's it's not overnight that you get there but it's well worth the journey
0: yeah yeah i uh yeah, I mean, I, I I'm, I, I, completely agree. I don't. I'm stuttering because I'm like, oh, there's so, you know, like, like there's so much r- kind of wrong with the way that we have been told as athletes. Like you said, there's this like dichotomy. We just touched on it. Like you, you, you know, finish, finish the thing. Like don't DNF, push past your, yeah. Um, right. But, but like yep. within that, and and it's nuanced. Like I'm, I'm a, you know, fully aware mm-hmm. that the conver- that, that is a hard thing to to navigate which is why, you know, I think it's important to bring it up. But, but the answer is not to, to run your tank empty, right? Which is what we f- right. think, it, you know, it's for some reason, well, I know why, but, you know, because of just bad science and bad information. But, you know, we've been told to run the tank on empty and you're like, well, you, you know, like you got to put gas in the tank, right? Like you can't you can't drive your car without, um, without fuel. And for some reason we, you know, feel like our bodies, you know, are, are able to, to do that. Um, yeah.
1: And I, you know well, what? Like, once you start, like, I had people push back on me on that episode and they said, Oh, well, what do you, you just eat like whatever you want when you want. And I was like, The idea that they have is that it's disordered. Like, like, whoa, I'm going to eat a whole bag of chips because I want, like, but you do that kind of behavior when you're not intuitive eating. Right. Because you've been like restricting yourself and diet for like all that. Like, that's what leads to those out of control things, you know, when you do sit down with food, but when you're mm-hmm. intuitively eating and fueling yourself and tuning in, like you actually don't eat a whole bag of chips. Right. You don't know, like Cause you don't really want to because you're fed, you know, because you've been taking care. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, that's it. A-
0: that's such a great, yeah, that, and that's important to mention. I'm glad you brought that up. Like, yeah, the 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 goal is not that you just start flying by the seat of your pants and you do whatever you want, and you know, it's just this free right. for all. It's this, it's an it's an attunement to your body and what it needs for fuel and for performance, and what that what that ultimately yep. the goal is. What that ultimately leads to is a healthy relationship with food that allows you to self navigate what you need to to feel good right whether that's on in a workout or yep. just to sleep well or to you know all of these things that we you know i think specifically as athletes right we don't realize like how like like no wonder you know you've you feel bad you're not sleeping because you're not eating enough because you were scared to eat because you you know it's just like burn calories to earn calories and that's yeah. such a broken system and I, that's yeah i love that about the yeah. intuitive eating you know, just ethos is that like, no, like it's not a, it's not an in and out. Like you don't have to, you don't have to earn food. You, you deserve to eat. Like that's a fine thing to want to be hungry (laughs) and and to be hungry and to want to eat. And, 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 but, oh man, you know, it's such a people, it's a hard, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I just, it's so, I think it's, again, it's just important to talk about what, what's your thought. So, I mean, in the same vein, you know, cause I think People are, I don't. I guess I could say afraid, you know, or or fearful to eat because they're like they have a particular like body image in mind about what it looks like to be an athlete, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. another you know broken thing. But what's your? How do you, like how do you how do you talk to people about that? Like how do you um, understand that relationship between? You know, body size and athleticism, and that it's it's a spectrum, right? Like bodies are different, and and that's fine. And um, because everybody's like, it's kind of like that one size fits all thing, right? People are like racing to try to get to what they think they should look like to be identified as an athlete. And I'm like, no, doing the thing is what makes you an athlete, right? Like if you rode your bike a hundred miles, I don't care what you look like, you're an athlete. (laughs) One hundred percent, you're an athlete.
1: Yeah. And we, we talk about that an awful lot too. And, and I do think, you know, CrossFit has had its, you know, issues or whatever, but I, I think CrossFit has done some favors in that and that you're, you're able to see like, wow, like there's a lot of ways people can be strong. And there's a lot of way you know, a lot of pe- different body types and body that people can be amazingly strong, which is cool. and, yeah. and, you know, if you really look at people who are doing athletic things like go to a marathon, like you're going to see a million different body types and a million different body shapes and they're all running 26.2 miles. You know, like they're 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 doing the thing like I try to really get into people to understand like how do you feel? Like like how do you feel? Yeah, you know, like, your body will settle in to, like your shape is everyone's got a different, you know, type of shape and in we can argue about set points, but there's, there's a, there's a real quick point of diminishing returns when you're trying to force your body into a certain shape that it it, is not natural for you. Right. Like you you hit that very quickly. So let's just focus on how did you feel out there? Right. And did you do the thing? Yeah. What what can your body do for you? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you, yeah, I I agree, and I think you know that's what I as a coach like. That's what I'm always most interested in. Is like how did, how did you feel? You know, did you did you enjoy it? One right? Did it like bring you some joy? And yeah. and did you feel accomplished? Do you feel good? Is it positive? And did you feel like good and strong in your body? You know, and it, it's like doesn't I'm you know doesn't matter like what it looks like like how did it how did you feel in it right like this is just like a thing that moves you forward yep you know or it's a thing that gives you strength to like propel you to do the thing you want to do um yeah that's awesome um well i we could go on and on i again i'm just i'm a super fan i love uh, i love what you guys are doing or what you're doing and the people you're talking to and thanks for shedding some light on some of these topics that i think are just super important and, and pivotal and critical to, you know, everyone, but, you know, specifically women and, and a lot of the, you know, the, the, the uh, misinformation and, you know, all the, all the kind of compounding, you know, issues that, that impact, um, women who are trying to, you know, be, be strong and be healthy and, you know, feel full and all, you know, all, all the, all the things that are, that are, you yeah. know, should, should be available to everyone, but, but, you know, get, uh, get derailed uh, so often with, with um, certain demographics. So I really appreciate it. And yeah, thanks so much.
1: Well, I really appreciate that you are such a great ally, you know, I mean, that, that word gets tossed around a lot, but you are being a, like a real ally, like a man a, a that is listening to the show and tuning in and caring is that, that I. Is, I very much appreciate it. Yeah,
0: thanks. I, I got I got your back. <laughs> I'm uh I'm yeah I'm I'm fully <laughs> on, <laughs> I'm fully on board. And and again I it's so critical. Like I I don't just that's not lip service. I just think you know these are the things that like that that matter and are important. And I you know and that add value to people's lives, right? Like uh, you know I just you know workouts and you know it's yeah. great to talk about that stuff, but it, like it has to be sustainable and you have to feel good about yourself. And, and, you you know, so I don't know, I just, yeah, this is, this is all, this is all fantastic. And yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it.